And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you once again as we get set for a NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas later today and really looking forward to that, but also get to look back at Honestly, just a hell of a race there at Darlington at last Sunday with a good year 400. Joey Logano getting the victory and uh, some big finishes uh, for some drivers there in the top five and the top ten. We'll get to here in a little bit. And uh, But like I said, hell of a race. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a lot of different angles and a lot of different situations in this race uh, that transpired there, Brandon. Uh, but of course, the one notable one, the one that everyone left the racetrack talking about there on Sunday and even throughout the week getting ready for Kansas is Joe Logano, yes, winning the race, but how that transpired in those closing laps. On the final restart, William Byron uh, gets a really good start, kind of slides up there in the middle of turn two when Joe Logano gets into the wall there, and Joe Logano then ran William Byron down the last five or six laps of the race going into turns three and four, coming to the white flag, not on the final lap, but uh, there coming to the white flag, Joe Logano gets into the back of William Byron, moves him out of the way, William Byron slides back, cuts a tire, finishes 13th, and Joe Logano goes on to win the race. Now, I will say that put out a tweet there right after the race was done and had some thoughts on it. My thoughts have maybe changed a little bit since then as we've gotten the week to kind of decompress and look back at it. But with that being said, I'll, I'll get to that in in a second here after what you think. What do you think about that move with Joe Logano, moving William Byron out of the way there, coming to the white flag, and of course going on to win the race? Yeah, PJ, uh, you know, like I know, I, I'm a Hendrick man. I mean, it, it, Elliott races for him. The 24 was always my favorite car when Gordon was behind the wheel. So I always want to see the car do good. And uh, I really think highly of William Byron. But, uh, yeah, touching base on that, I mean, if you go back and look at the footage to me, um, in today's day and age, we've seen this for the past, you know, three, four maybe even five years, how important the side draft is, uh, whether it be to pass or even on restarts, um, just to kill that air. So, I, and when you look at the video, I mean, it, Byron didn't ever touch him. You know, he did squeeze him. He did maybe get a little loose and wash up a little bit, but he never touched him. Um, and Logano scrubbed the wall along with 33 other guys that, that day, you know. So, uh, my opinion on it is the one thing I really would have liked to see um, was Logano at least try to make the pass clean. Uh, that That's the biggest key for me. That's that's number one. Number two is if you, if you watch that race, you knew William Byron had burned the tires off of that car. I mean, Logano closed, what was it, a second, almost a second and a half in about three laps. Um, so he, you knew he he could pass him, no problem. Next set of turns, he was going to hit him with the slide job, go low, and I mean, he was he was gone. He had it won either way. Um, that, that's another thing with me. Is Like I said, I just really wish he would have tried to do a clean pass on him before the, uh, the bump and run, which it wasn't much of a bump. It was more of a plow. But um, at the end of the day, look, it's, it's part of racing. We've seen it for years. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys throughout NASCAR history, uh, you know, do the same type stuff, do the same moves. And when it comes down to, uh, you know, a checkered flag, it, it's either wreckers or checkers sometimes for these guys. So I think there's nothing wrong with what Logano did. My biggest thing, that uh, number two, is I would like to see him own it as well. Uh, you know, if you're going to do that kind of stuff in comparison to some of the late greats and the Earnhardts and, and Tony Stewart's and different guys that we saw do this quite often or, you know, had the same mentality, was when they got out of that race car, they owned it. 
uh, you know, hey, yeah. you know, I, I, I did it. I wrecked them. You know, I owned it. Hey, I got the trophy. I like to win better than I like to finish second, which which they all do. But uh, those are those are some of the key points. I really wish Logano wouldn't, uh, you know, kind of got out and put the blame on on Byron, saying if you do this to me, don't you know, don't think I'm not going to do anything back. So that was the biggest key. And uh, now the news is coming out. You know, Logano just uh, it's in both of our best interests if we if we leave it alone and if we want to keep swinging, we'll keep swinging. Um, you know, I expect some payback. I, I think Byron has every right to do the same type thing to him at some point in time in the year. Now, when he decides to do that depends on how key we get. Um, and there again, we've seen it in the past with Logano and, and what happened there with Matt Kenseth and the penalty that came out of that at Martinsville. Um, and, and, you know, there again, it, it's ironic that Kansas, where we're headed today, was where, where it kind of started out. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to have to figure it out. You know, I, I don't think there's any penalty that needs to be handed down. I don't think that NASCAR needs to do anything different about what they do. I think that the drivers all have great memories. They remember how other guys race them. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We're going to move on to Kansas. But, uh, like I said, if I was the 22, I'd definitely look in my mirror anytime that 24 car got around me uh, because he, he definitely does owe him, owe him one. Yeah, I'd be looking out for it at very least to to race some race some real hard, as as people might say. But uh, no, I, I'm I'm right there with you, and love what you say there too. You know, it, it would have been fantastic, I think, to see that paint scheme of, of William Byron's Jeff Gordon's there in victory lane again. After uh, you know, looking back at, at so many of the wins that Jeff Gordon had there at Darlington in that paint scheme, it, it, it seemed like it was going to be perfect. And uh, at the end of the day, was not uh, for him anyway. Joe Lagano might think it was it was perfect how things shook out and uh yeah my my opinions on that i think we we both kind of agree a lot of times when it comes to doing everything you can to win a race and going out there and you know having the driver kind of me and you kind of agree on a lot of driver etiquette and how to race in certain situations and what it might take to go out there and do everything you can to get the win but with that being said, I 100% agree with you. I just wish there would have been more of a race, more of an attempt to pass before you get into the bumper and before you kind of resort to that move. That would have been a fantastic final lap to see side by side, and I think Joe Logano had the car in those last five or six laps to be able to get by him clean. But um, again, in his mind, it was retaliation and didn't even really get the chance to see how that race would have turned out without it. But in dream situation for me, yeah, you dive in a three and four try and get past him in a in a clean way uh, racing them side by side and then hopefully you have the same thing in one and two and if you have to move him out of the way if you have to come up on him like you thought that William Byron did to you maybe you do it that way uh, but instead we just kind of got the, the bumper there from Joey Logano and, and moved in there so um, you know it is what it is. Would have loved to see it go a different way. I will point out also one of the comments I got on, on one of my tweets uh, was the fact that uh, a guy named Dale Earnhardt, quote-unquote, made his career based on those kind of moves. First of all, not every week was, was Bristol, so I agree with you. He certainly made a couple of those moves with one involved with Terry Labonte and, and did it a couple more times as well. But there were also a lot of races and a lot of years where Dale Earnhardt just straight up dominated. And uh, they didn't need to use the bumper for that. So uh, I disagree with you on making his career in that fashion. But I digress. Certainly has used the bumper before. So And like you said, at least he 
owned up to it and uh, would would own up to it and admit it and even say snarky comments thereafter and not just try and hide it as a retaliation or, or try and you know take back steps from it as drivers in the past would would own what they what they did so uh, i don't know i didn't really hear joey logano do that and i also disagree with the fact that he says he always takes it up a notch when someone retaliates to him i didn't really see him doing much after matt kenseth uh retaliated to his move there at martinsville i didn't see him taking it up a notch after that at all so disagree with joey logano a little bit there we'll see what he does if william byron retaliates today at Kansas. But we'll come back to talk a little bit more about this Darlington race as there's so many things and so many storylines from it. We'll come back talk about that on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you this morning. Be sure to check out Brandon Bain every Wednesday evening as well. They're at Coach's Corner for Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6. Our Brandon will bring you all the NASCAR news throughout the week and, of course, get you set for each weekend in racing there in NASCAR as well. At Coach's Corner, be sure to go out, have a, a great bite to eat, some great drinks in the entertainment there as well and get caught up on all your NASCAR news there with Rubbin and Grubbin every Wednesday night at 6 at Coach's Corner or on Facebook Live uh, there at Coach's Corner's Facebook Live as well. So uh, we got through the whole Joey Logano, William Byron situation uh, there, Brandon. But as I said, a hell of a race just kind of all around. Obviously, there were a number of different contenders going into the race and throughout the race there as well, although Joey Logano was an extremely good car, an extremely good contender for most of the day. But there was a time there where you didn't think he was actually going to come home with a victory or William Byron, honestly. Uh, Going into the race, Kyle Larson, a big favorite. He has engine trouble. Kyle Busch, a really good car. He gets his car wrecked there in a situation where Brad Keselowski wrecked right in front of him, couldn't get away from it. And even Ross Chastain, from the lead off a restart, spins out coming off a turn two and wrecks his car. That probably the favorite there later in the race to get the victory and he crashes out oh and also a multiple i think nine car wreck on the back stretch with just about 20 laps to go it was a wild race a lot of contenders uh, kind of knocked out of competition there brandon and the lady in black once again did not disappoint oh yeah that's, that's always an awesome uh, awesome race and like you say i mean they don't call it the, the track too tough to tame for a reason man i mean that, that's a hard racetrack one to race a single car let alone side by side and uh we saw that multiple times throughout the day i mean even uh for the lead with kyle bush and kyle larson and, and you know larson kind of coming back and spinning himself out really two weeks in a row if you look at it uh with a very fast race car um, you know, mechanical issues caused him to end the day there, but, uh, you know, I think he probably would have rebound from that spin out had that not happened like he did, uh, there again at Dover. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look at it. You know, Ross Chastain and that awesome throwback scheme he had for Dale Sr., I mean, up front yet again, uh, you know, contending for another win right there. And, uh, what do you, I think he won stage two or, yeah, no, he got yeah. a, a stage win. I'm pretty sure it was stage two. And, uh, I mean, look, that, that car has been fast all year and I, and we keep saying, well, let's wait. We get deeper in the season deeper in the season but to be honest we're halfway through the regular season already so I don't see much change I think uh, if that team can really kind of there again get the finishes uh, and avoid the Darlington type of things getting those lower finishes and wrecking out they're going to be a contender um, but uh, you know I mean numerous guys on that inside lost control and spun out and I think that's something uh, to speak volumes with this new car and just how 
uh, hairy the air is on the sides of it. And once it starts to go, every driver says, I mean, they snap. He goes, there's no, there's no feeling like you're going to get it back. It, it goes around. And, um, I mean, we saw it with Martin Truex there again, another restart on the inside and got shuffled out. And, uh, you know, that wreck kind of ruined a lot of good cars days. Uh, we talk about it. I hate it for both, you know, Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace. It seems like for the last four or five races, they've all had really good equipment and they've been up front in contention inside that top 12, top 10 cars and just something not go their way and have some bad luck and, and wrecking some really good equipment. But, um, you know, I love what Bubba said. You know, he obviously was upset afterwards, but he, he threw out the tweet and goes, you know what, if we if we keep bringing fast race cars to the track, our time's eventually going to come. And uh, I really think it's going to. I mean, it's there again, and just like Trackhouse, uh, for a second-year organization, they have made leaps and bounds. So, um, yeah, I mean, just what an exciting race there at Darlington. I mean, you know, I hate it. There again, I'll bring it up to drama with Kyle Busch and, um, you know, kind of getting taken out with the Keselowski mishap, nothing he could really do there. Um, but there again, this is the, the site of last year where he ran through the cones and almost ran over some, uh, some race fans and, you know, people in the garage area. And then this year we, uh, kind of see the Kyle Busch payback towards NASCAR for that from the fine of just, I'm going to pull it on and stop it right here and you guys can come and get it before anything said. So, um, I'm not going to get too deep into that. I, I touched base on that on Wednesday at Rubbin and Grubbin. And I know there's quite a few owners and spotters out there that aren't happy with him, uh, about that just because of how it somewhat manipulated the race and, and took a few extra laps under caution and uh, different things that it caused. But uh, at the end of the day, I absolutely love Darlington. I think it is an amazing historic racetrack. There's no other track out here like it. It races totally different. Um, and like you said, I mean, we, we talk our top five picks and a couple dark horses there with Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell uh, had amazing runs. Uh, I was hoping in a way that once uh, Logano put the bumper to Byron, Byron was going to clip him and uh, we'd be talking about Tyler Reddick getting his first career Cup Series wins there because uh, he, he's definitely going to get one this year at some point in time. He's fast. And uh, there again, Christopher Bell on that 20 car. Uh, I tell you, man, that the kid's heating up. I mean, uh, if you look at today, we're getting into it. He won the pole yesterday for today. I think it's his third third pole of the season or third pole of his career. Um, and I tell you, man, that, that car is coming around. I think they're, they're building things as a team. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see if they can get it done, get the job done. Uh, today here at Kansas, but uh, looking forward to an amazing race today. Now you're you're exactly right there, and and building towards some big things, for sure. And, and yeah, like you said, the, the Kyle Busch situation, man. Just just there's there's always something to talk about with Kyle Busch, and I think that's that's can be a good thing, and can be obviously a very negative thing. And I think sadly, you know, a little bit this year we're seeing more of the negative again, and uh, that's that's tough to see, um, and especially in, in a contract year with Joe Gibbs and his his sponsors. Let's let's be honest of what drives nascar is those sponsors and being able to lock up those deals so uh well when you kind of have attitude things and things like this popping up every single week that's not that's not great for sponsors just kind of how much is how much is too much you know so uh we'll see uh how all that gets weighed into things as the season goes on and as the offseason moves on there there for kyle bush of course but a tough finish there for him last week and as you said with with 23 11 race and just a tough situation again second a time this year that that they both were were 
caught up in the same wreck. So just tough to see uh, there for those guys. But as as you said, and as Bubba Wallace said, you keep bringing fast cars to the racetrack. You're gonna things are gonna work out your way uh, one day for sure. And we'll see if uh, 2311 Racing can can get through this kind of rough patch, and uh, Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace can get back onto it. But yeah, uh, Tyler Reddick solid finish there in second. Justin Haley comes home in third. Uh, yeah, Chase Elliott in the top five there after starting in the back of the pack. Uh, Christopher Bell, as you mentioned, Michael McDowell there in seventh, Ricky Stenhouse in eighth, Austin Dillon ninth, and Daniel Suarez bringing home another top ten there for Team Trackhouse. But we'll come back Kansas later today, and uh, we'll make our picks for the Kansas race. Also talk a little bit about some some big situations that are happening already for these teams at Kansas. We'll come back talk about all that here on Green White Checkered. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. I want to remind you, of course, every Wednesday night as well, they're at Coach's Corner, rubbing and grubbing at 6 o'clock with Brandon Bain. Get caught up on all the NASCAR news. Enjoy some great food there every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner or Coach's Corner's Facebook live feed. And Brandon, uh, looking forward to hopefully a great race at Kansas here later today and going to get our picks. Certainly can't wait uh, for that as well, just to see how everything shakes out at Kansas. It can always be a very interesting, fun race there as uh, guys can get out there and and make some some crazy passes at at Kansas in this mile-and-a-half track. But We've seen some troubles uh, throughout the week already with some wrecks in practice and everything like that and some tires going down. Specifically, uh, saw a lot of left rear tires uh, going down and spinning around these guys there throughout the weekend and hopefully that's not something we see throughout the race today as obviously it could impact things in, in a huge way, but... Man, I start worrying about all these tire situations, especially when you see things like this in practice. And we've talked a lot about these tires already and just kind of what they bring to the table as as they haven't really been as durable as tires in the past with the low-profile tires they have. And whether this is a result of, of that or not, either way, it looks like there, there's going to be some hurdles to, to cross over for these teams when it comes to tire management later today. Yeah, PJ, I mean, we've talked about this in and out all year at multiple different racetracks, whether it be uh, too hard of a compound and I'm just not wearing, or whether it be, uh, you know, issues with them leaving the car or issues once they go flat. I mean, it's, it's kind of something that's been, been uh, NASCAR's biggest sore on the season. And, I, and I'm going to speak uh, on their behalf and say they've done a great job man- managing it so far. I mean, I, I don't know really what the answer is, but I know that them and Goodyear work side by side week in and week out, and they do plan a few more tire tests throughout the year um but at the end of the day i I don't want to see as we talked about before we came on a a later 2000s there at at indy at the brickyard and running eight nine ten laps and guys you know having flats and and a a problem like that but uh today we might we might see something similar to that we we actually might see some tire problems now i think there again after practice uh i'm sure they went in and, and maybe tweaked some of these guys that had some issues whether it's leaning too hard on that left side and just wearing out too quick or or whatever it may be it might 
might have caused some teams to have to change the setup and, and try to figure it out. Um, but it just adds into the strategy. You know, it's one of those things we can't predict. We just have to deal with it when it happens. So uh, excited for it. I mean, Kansas is an awesome racetrack. I, I used to go. I had an uncle that lived uh, 20 minutes, oh, 25 minutes away from the track and yeah. uh, spent a lot, a lot of years going up there and, and seeing that before the uh, reconfiguration and all that in 2012 or uh, when it was. But I tell you, it's one of my favorite places. The progressive banking, I think, was something that has just changed uh, NASCAR at, at the tracks that they did that at. I mean, it it opened up the racing lanes. It's four or five different grooves you can run there as the race goes on. And they cut the apron and cut the track short with big runs coming out of four. And uh, it's just a very, very exciting race for anybody that's a, that's a NASCAR fan, for sure. You get a lot of side-by-side and a lot of, like you said, big runs and big passes. Um, and it always seems to put on a good show. So looking forward to that today. Uh, but like I said, the biggest thing for me is I, I don't want to see another indie. Um, but if that's what we have today, that's what we have. So, uh, but if you're, you know, you're talking about guys, look out for to go out here and get a win today. Um, I think the, the the odds on favorites, Kyle Larson. I mean, and I've I've got to take him number one. Uh, you know, over some bad runs, people are kind of talking about. Oh well, he's had some really bad finishes. Yeah, but he's had race cars racing for the lead in two of the last three races. So um, at the end of the day, I think we kind of shake that uh, the bad luck bug today, and and he could possibly go out and get it done here at Kansas. Um, you know, two for me uh, is a guy there again that's been running really good, uh, had some good finishes, had some that kind of got taken out of things uh, of his doing, and that's Kyle Busch. Uh, you know, we we know he just had uh, just had his second second kid, his daughter there, and uh, what a good happy note to come into Kansas and a high to kind of go out and go, hey man, let's let's get a win for you. You know, that'd be pretty cool too. So I'll take Kyle Busch second. Three for me, uh, there again, Chase Elliott. Uh, we talk about it. I mean, I, I think it's hard not to go with this guy week in and week out with uh, only finishing outside the top ten twice this season, uh, leading both sides of the points with one win, and it's just showing that consistency pays off. And I think he's going to be a factor week in and week out, uh, whether it be up front contending for that win or whether it be a top five. Uh, they definitely have, I think, it uh, – pinned out and pegged out on on the way they run and set their cars up so i'll take uh elliot third uh four for me i gotta go william byron man so we got three hendrick cars there I'm, one of them one of them's gotta win man but uh, i think william byron there again led led some laps at kansas i think he's led laps in two out of the last three races there or maybe even more um you know barring a mechanical issue or or you know something that somebody else is doing i expect that 24 car to come back and rebound strong with a little uh extra motivation and fire lit under him after Darlington last week for sure. Uh, five for me, uh, it's a guy there again we talk about, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be Ross Chastain. I mean, this guy week in and week out is coming up there and contending for wins and, and really fast race cars, and uh, I don't see anything different that's going to happen at Kansas that, that uh, is going to prevent him from being in that front contending. So i uh, definitely be on the lookout for the one car as well. And then uh, Dark Horses, I mean, it, it's hard to pick them because the field's so deep, but I'll look for Eric Jones to have a good run today in the 43 i think when you go back and look at at the bigger racetracks that we've had this year the the petty cars have had speed especially in that 43 and uh he's had a couple good runs at kansas there throughout his career so i'll look for uh, eric jones there to have a good strong run and uh we we talked about him at darlington with that second place finish and tyler reddick starting up front good track position today i tell you once this uh, race goes on in that outer groove the the upper race lane starts coming in i don't think anybody can ride the wall better than 
expecting uh, Tyler Reddick, so I expect him to definitely have a rocket, uh, you know, barring anything here later on at the end of that race. But uh, I do want to say this. Here's a little uh, food for thought, man. This year in NASCAR, we're averaging more cautions and more DNS than we have in a very long time. So it is something to be said of uh, just the tire issues that we're dealing with and just how aggressive and hard these guys are out there racing. So I do expect a really, really good show today. And uh, I did want to touch base on this and send out my prayers and thoughts out there to the Petty family. Uh, I think earlier this week or last in the last week marked uh, the anniversary of Adam's death. So uh, I do want to do want to say that. And I did post a really a uh, really cool video, a uh, little hour long movie type thing, documentary series um, that's called Three Before February, and it's about uh, basically the deaths of Adam Petty and Kenny Irwin, and um, you know a couple other drivers that kind of forced NASCAR into the Hans device and the and the safety things there in the early 2000s. So if you hadn't seen it yet, make sure you check it out. But uh, definitely. PJ, thank you, brother, for having me on. As always, man, it's such a blast. And uh, I'm going to get in here and, and get to work, unfortunately. And uh, I will definitely uh, shoot you a text here during that race, man. But everybody out there, make sure you tune in to Kansas today. It's going to be an awesome one. Man, looking forward to the race. Looking forward uh, to that text as well, man. Can't wait to talk to you as uh, all these different things are going on at Kansas. And we see how this race transpires. And I hope you have a good day at work there as well. Brandon Bain, uh, always solid with us here and always bringing up fantastic points and that's a very good point uh, about nascar as well about staying ahead of this tire situation now i do like that that they're staying in front of it as best as possible having those tire tests and trying to keep track of it as you know some corporations uh, like this will, will make a change to their sport or something like that and they'll try and just convince everybody that listen everything's just fine uh, but i think this is a much better business model uh where you admit uh you know okay Okay, these tires aren't working perfectly. We we need to do everything we can to stay ahead of this problem. And I think NASCAR is doing that, as you mentioned. And you like to see that kind of response uh, from a sport that that you support because you love to see it always getting better and always changing for the better and you hope that that's going to happen with these tires and the different situations that NASCAR has been through with them here in 2022 but as for Kansas today I'm right there with you on a lot of those picks man Kyle Larson there at number one just with of course how good he is here at mile and a half tracks in general and getting back on the horse a little bit Uh, I think last week obviously a mechanical issue that took him out of that Darlington race as long as they can stay away from that i think they'll be just fine at kansas later today i'll go with kyle bush number two there as well a race winner there at kansas there last year always insanely good and has been fast in that car this year there's been some bad luck that has uh, reached up and grabbed him from time to time but for the most part kyle bush having a really solid year i think you'll have a great race here at kansas later today number three i'll have joey logano there riding that momentum from darlington and has always been good here at Kansas as well. Obviously, has that notable win where he moved Matt Kenseth out of the way a little bit, but other great finishes here as well. I'll go with Joe Logano there, number three. I'll also take uh, Chase Elliott there at number four. Always good here at Kansas and has really good speed throughout the year this year and have found Chase Elliott getting some really good finishes uh, over the past few weeks as well. Obviously, that win at Dover. So give me Chase Elliott there for Ross Chastain. As you mentioned, two good to keep out of this top five 
this year, and he'll slot in right at five once again. We'll see if Ross Chastain is racing for another win here later today at Kansas. I'll take Brad Keselowski in the six as a dark horse. I know hasn't had the greatest season, but is really, really good here at Kansas. Always had great finishes in that number two car for Penske. So let me see if Brad Keselowski can get a good finish in the number six. But for Brandon Bay and I am PJ Zuko. Hoping you have a fantastic rest of your day and race day as you look forward to Kansas later today. Stay safe, whatever you do and wherever you go. God bless.